right, well, we are in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, and we are going to pick up in verse 12, just four verses tonight. I believe we have a short Bible study tonight, no comment, um, but we have been sharing about wisdom the results of that, we've been sharing about a lack of wisdom. And the results of that, a lack of wisdom, can mess up a lot. But wisdom helps us and leads us to make the very best decisions that we can make. A lack of wisdom shows up in our behavior. One without wisdom... We learned you just will not submit to authority. But with wisdom, there's a submitting to authority, even when those in authority could be leading better than what they're doing. But there's still the submission to authority with wisdom. It takes wisdom to deal with dysfunctional communication we touched on in a a point recently, and that leads us into the next subject. We're still talking about wisdom, we're talking about folly, and the focus is on the use of the tongue tonight as we look into verses 12 through 15. It says, the words of a wise man's mouth are gracious, but the lips of a fool will swallow up himself. The beginning of the words of his mouth is foolishness, and the end of his talk is mischievous madness. A fool also is full of words. A man cannot tell what shall be, And what shall be after him, who can tell him? The labor of the foolish wearieth every one of them, because he knoweth not how to go to the city. We're going to look at the contrast on the use of the tongue, on the side of wisdom, and on the side of folly tonight. As we know from studying in the book of James, we read about it in Proverbs, and we learn about it here, that the tongue will bless and the tongue will curse. It will create a fountain of sweet water, or it will create a fountain of bitter water. You know, repentance must follow many words that we are not careful of, when we speak them. Control of the tongue, it's desperately needed, and the ability to control the tongue comes from the power of heaven. It's given from God. So we see here in verse 12 that words ruin. They, they can be gracious and good, but they can also ruin In the beginning of the verse, it says the words of a wise man's mouth are gracious. Since 
the power of our words can do such damage, we need to be careful to be gracious with our words. We, we see here in the Word of God that we can be gracious with our words. The obvious root of that word is, is grace. And, and it carries with it the idea of favor or something that's pleasant. Paul said to Colossae, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. We shouldn't take that lightly. We need to consider what a challenge that can be to us. In this world and in the circumstances that we face. We wake up every day and we, we never know what we're going to face on any given day. And so there's a challenge there. In the Gospel of Luke, it says that the words of Jesus are gracious. And we're to be like Him. He's our example. We're to be more and more Christ-like in the words that we use and the way we use the words that we say. You never know what challenge is going to come upon you. One man didn't know what was really happening until, until after a business deal. He was the customer and, and he was dealing with a warranty issue on an item and, you know, trying to, trying to get the warranty to cover the situation. It should have. Everything was in place there. It's just that the owner didn't want, want to do it. And he was trying to trigger that customer into talking back to him in such a way, whether it be with profanity or, or whatever he was looking for, so that he did not have to serve that customer, that, that he could get out of it. And so he was speaking to the customer in such a way just to try to set him off, just to try to burn his fuse down and, 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 and make him blow up over it. And many people will try to tempt us in many situations. But wisdom will help us to consider what we say. It'll help us to stop and think, why am I going to say this? And it'll help us to think of how we're going to say something. Though others may come at us unwisely with their words, you know, we're, we're not responsible for the words of others. We're responsible for our own words. You know, there's a lot of blame game and stuff going on, and, well, I did this because they did that. And we can stop and think about when we answer to the Lord one day. We're just going to answer for us. We're not going to be able to throw someone else in there. And we should treat things like that on a daily basis right now while we're here. And wisdom will help us to be responsible for ourselves as we should. By the grace of God, we can be gracious with our words no matter what's on the other end. 
when we're, when we're wise, when we're growing in wisdom, when we're sensitive to this very subject, that's always going to be important to us. We're always going to want to prepare for what's coming. I'm going, I'm going to go ahead and just right now as it hits my mind, use Brother Rick as an example because he talked about a meeting that he, that he had. And it was a long meeting and it was probably... Uh, to discuss some pretty intense business. And he asks for prayer before these meetings. And we need to prepare with God before things like this. And ask Him for wisdom. He just says, ask for it. We get knowledge from the Word of God, and He gives us wisdom to apply it to life. The wiser we get, the wiser we get, the fewer words we'll use in some situations. That's what, that's what happens when, when, when God's helping us in a situation that, you know, when we're, when we're anxious in something and we... Or there's a time in our life maybe where we feel like we just really need to interject. We've, we've got to say something here. We've got to cut this off. We've got, we've got to say our piece in this and that. It seems like the more God gives us wisdom, the less we feel the need to have to say something all the time. Fewer words are going to be used in many situations as... As God gives us wisdom, the words of a wise man's mouth are gracious, but the lips of a fool will swallow up himself. People can ruin themselves by what they say and how they say it. You know, when words come out, those who hear them, and this is something natural that happens, an opinion starts being formed about the person speaking and how they're speaking and what they're saying. A person's entire life can be destroyed by the power of the tongue. So we have a, a very important subject that Solomon is helping us with here. Words can ruin. Verse 13, words reveal. The beginning of the verse says, the beginning of the words of his mouth is foolishness. I remember what I thought the first time I read this. I remember what I said the first time I taught this. I thought about my mother who used to tell me on occasion, you better watch your mouth, boy. She should have said, you better watch your heart. If she wanted to help me get to the root of it, she'd have said, you better watch your heart. Because that's where it all comes from. The words of the mouth reveal what's in the heart. We, we can try to make excuses. We can try to explain it away and, and try to wash that away by saying, well, that's not what I meant. 
We say something, we know it's wrong, it sounds wrong. Well, that's not what I meant. And, and, and we've said it, we've heard that, that saying so much. But, but I, I go here for our examination we need. And, and I think of the old saying which says, whatever is in the well of the heart overflows through the bucket of the mouth. And, and we need to be sensitive to that connection. There's a lot of truth there. To keep saying that's not what I meant is to know that what was said was wrong, but never have that disease of the heart cut off at the root. It's a, it's a disease of foolishness. You know, and we can, we can not physically see the heart of another but the heart of another, our own heart, can be known by the words that are said. As I think about our everyday lives, I have to say that we have all made an out-of-character statement. In, in an out-of-character out of temperament, maybe, or the way that we've said it. Now, none of us are perfect, and every one of us have done that. May it, be a, may it be an out-of-character thing for sure and rare in our lives when we do. And there's, there's forgiveness for it. There's repentance afterwards that we can have. The end of the verse says in verse 13, and the end of his talk is mischievous madness. You know, there's wrong words said in the wrong way. We can consider the timing of words said, the wrong timing. And then, there's way too many words sometimes. Glad this is a short Bible study tonight. But, the, but seriously, there's way too many words sometimes. You know, everyone can talk, someone said, but not everyone can say something. Several preachers were sitting around at a camp one night and, and one preacher would, he, he, he really ruled all. He was going to talk or no one else. And he went to bed and the other preachers the next morning said, after you left, we, the rest of us got to talk. And that preacher said, there's a big difference in talking and saying something. Then that preacher would say, don't do that to people. Don't talk that way to people. He get, it, it always got a laugh, but, but don't talk that way to people. Whatever's in the well of the heart overflows out of the bucket of the mouth. The end of his talk is mischievous madness. We can not only know our hearts or someone else's hearts by our words, but also the harmfulness of a person by, the, by words that are spoken. I mean, because we all begin the same way in Adam, and there's that foolishness, and there's that sin nature, that fallen nature in all of us. And, and so we're all 
able to be foolish with our words. But when we get born again, we're able to become wise with our words. Do, do we really stop and think about how, how words affect our lives, whether it's our own, whether it's someone else's? Just the, the words that are said that, that affect our lives. And, and communication really tells a lot about us. It's a tell-all. There was a Bible conference I was in one time, and there were many preachers at the Bible conference, and, and a young preacher was the moderator of the conference, and, and that young preacher called on an older preacher to pray. And he didn't know that preacher, and that preacher didn't know him, but that preacher said something real ugly to that young preacher right in front of everybody in the Bible conference. And then the young preacher just asked him to go ahead and pray now. Two months later, he was no longer pastoring the church he was pastoring, and he wasn't in church anywhere. He had a heart problem going on of some sort. And it overflowed out of the mouth. The foolish person is unfortunately good at hurting others with words. You know, peop people get good at that. People can, man, they, they know how to win the argument. Lose, lose, lose all integrity, you're really... You're really Losing the war, but winning a little battle. There's, there's some people that are good at that. Real hurtful with words. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's, that's just not true. You know, I don't know if there was a time where we just thought we were young and strong enough to, to endure all that and would never admit that words hurt, but they do. They really do. We're, we're, all, we're all capable of it. We, we talk about a heart issue and where these words come from. And Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? That's a good question at the end of that. Because when we know that, it's going to cause us to want to have our hearts right. David said in the 51st Psalm, Create in me a clean heart, O God. We're going to want our hearts right, and we're going to see our need of wisdom. Mark chapter 7 and verse 21, Jesus lets us know the potential of our flesh and, and, and how we began. For from within, out of the heart of men... Proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Salvation. Salvation is, is powerful.
praise the Lord for His mighty power to save. And then He doesn't leave us like we were. We, we come to Jesus just like we are. And then He loves us too much to leave us like we were. And He changes us. I'm so glad He's in the transformation business. It really, really helps with our lives. Everyone can be wise with words and everyone can be foolish with words because of the way that, that we were born and then the way we were born again, we can all become wise. Words reveal. It reveals the heart situation. In verse 14, words roll on. A fool is also full of words. A man cannot tell what shall be and what shall be after him. Back to that way too many words that's, that can be spoken. You know, many have, a lot of, many have a lot of words and few good ideas. I worked with a fellow one time, and, and he'd be taking it pretty easy till the boss came in the room. When the boss came in the room, he was all over the place, and, and I watched him. He looked as busy as can be, but he didn't do a single thing. I said, I said, Marty, I just got tired watching you, but you didn't do anything. He said, yeah, but it looked good for the boss. He didn't, he didn't know it. I say that just to say this. That's the way people can be with words so many times. Not only do others get nothing out of a multitude of words, but the one, the one speaking doesn't either because he doesn't know what he himself is saying. You know, there's some people... that have an answer for everything. You have life's, life's dilemmas. You have a mystery in your life. There's something you don't know how to do. And there, there's somebody to tell you about everything and how to do this and how to do that. And what baffles me about that is take the wise, older Christian man. You know he's full of wisdom. And a lot of times his answer would be, I don't know. I don't, what, what, what is that saying? Kids, move out of the house and go get on your own while you know everything. And then, there, and then there's the kid who, who, after he is on his own for a while, says, says, man, my dad wasn't very smart when I was living at home, but, but in the last six or seven years, he sure has become real wise. The foolish man doesn't understand even what he's trying to explain. The foolish man will try to tell you about, about the future. Look, look what verse 15 says. The labor, I mean 14 says, A fool also is full of words. A man cannot tell what shall be and what shall be after him. Who can tell? That seems to be the subject here that the foolish man is on. He's an 
expert on the future and what's coming in the future. And I'm not talking about biblical prophecy that we have. I'm just talking about the fool's futuristic conversation. And he'll try to tell you about it. Proverbs 27.1 says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. But the words roll on about things that the foolish one couldn't even possibly know about, but speak as though they do. The words roll on, and then let's look at verse 15, that word's reaction. The labor of the foolish wearieth every one of them, because he knoweth not how to go to the city. People can be exasperating and exhausting with their words and ways, and and it just never stops. That's the way they continue to be. And and these negative characteristics could fall into the foolishness category. The end of the verse says, because he knoweth not how to go to the city. This is a word a statement to describe something here. It's, it's an expression to describe the senseless, foolish one. My dad would have said, he can't fight his way out of a wet paper bag, or he couldn't find his way out of a wet paper bag. That wet paper bag tears easy. You ought to be able to get out of that pretty easy. But that's what my dad would say about he would say it about others. He wouldn't say it about himself. He would say it about someone else. Maybe, maybe we were tempted to think of someone else throughout this message. Sure wish so-and-so was here to hear this. They, Susie Cuse, you're needed this. You know, I, I don't believe that there's a foolish person in here. But that doesn't mean that we're not to be sensitive about our words, sensitive about ourselves, to examine ourselves and our words. It's best to examine them ahead of time when we can. It's best to prepare for our day with the Lord. If we have to examine our words afterward, well, it'll, it'll be followed by some repentance and maybe asking forgiveness from someone else. It's better to examine ahead of time and to be prepared with the Lord ahead of time. We, we all have that unfortunate old nature that will show up just any time and tempt us to hurt with words or to act or to speak foolishly. We need to always be increasing our intake of the Word of God. We need to be growing in knowledge and asking God for wisdom. That, that'll, help, that'll help a day out. There's a lot of days we're going to have some tough days and there's no way around it. It wasn't our fault. We just have some tough days. 
There's other times that we might have tough days and it, it was because of our words. It's because we weren't ready. We need to get knowledge continuously and ask God for wisdom because there is a reaction from words. And that's not a negative thing. There, there, there are negative results of it, but I'm, not, that's, I'm saying that's not an absolute negative thing. That's a positive thing also. People categorize us by how we speak. Speaking of foolish statements, you know, we probably all made this one before. I don't care what others think of me. But people, but we do, and people categorize us by how we speak. We get a reputation from our words. Again, that can be good or, or that can be negative. Our words give off an x-ray of our heart. May we continually surrender the control of the tongue to the Lord and to get wisdom. Let us bow to the Lord in a word of prayer. And God bless you all this evening. Um, Brother Rick Morris, would you please close us in prayer tonight?